all of a sudden I had all these songs and I didn't know what to do with them. So I put it all on a disc and I drove around and I just started listening to it. And I thought, what am I going to do with all this stuff? And when I got through it all, I thought, well, this sounds like two separate bands, but I like all of it. And I thought, what if this was the album? It's two different albums. I'm like, did I accidentally just kind of write a double album? I'm like, I think I did. Headlining Slam Dunk, first time performing there. I would imagine this is still one of those events that you must be kind of aware of. You've had so many friends play over the years and it's such a kind of staple on, on the scene calendar over here. You must be pretty excited already, right? I am. I mean, I'm, a, I'm so aware of it that we've, we were on the bill a few times and it couldn't happen. Um, so we've been trying to do this festival for years now and we're finally going to be able to do it. So yeah, we are very aware of it. We're very excited about it. And obviously we love the UK and I'll be coming back for the first time. I'm a British citizen now too. Oh, of course. Yes. Congratulations. That's very, very exciting. That's going to be a little extra milestone for you, man. That's really yeah, cool. Yeah, exciting. My, my whole family's from England and I've been trying to get my citizenship for a while and it finally went through and I'll be, there with a British passport this time. Man, that's a very exciting... Okay, talk me through the to-do list then. Is there anything you need to tick off box-wise apart from playing Slam Dunk now that you're a British citizen? I don't know what that would be. What's an extra British thing that we could have you doing I'm, over I'm here? I'm taking suggestions. <laughs> yeah, answers in the comments section. It's just gonna be like cups of tea and stuff like that, but all the stereotypical got, things. I have, my, I have my tea right here already. You're all ready to go. Oh, nice. An extra touch on that. That works yeah. very well, dude. Um, like you say as well, you know, obviously booked a couple of times and then the world changed and so many bands were in the same position as you, not able to go over here. It must almost feel like a relief in a way. You know, you you must have built this up in your head quite a few times, not just this show, but being able to travel and play shows in general again. Yeah, because things have like kind of come back and then disappeared, come back, disappeared. Um, yeah, so... You know, some of it feels like I'm still like crossing my fingers and hoping it's going to all go through. But I think this time it's going to happen. So, yeah, we're excited. Uh, it's been two and a half years almost since we've played a show. And uh, or I like even I haven't even seen the guys. So we talk all the time, but I haven't we haven't gotten a room together since we were on tour and, you know, February of 2000 or 2020. Sorry. <laughs> if it was 2000, we're really going back there, dude. Wow. Really, things are changing right there. <laughs> but yeah, that's that's going to be interesting, actually, isn't it? Putting together a live show again. Do you feel like it will be? I mean, I've seen you do some things remotely and obviously you've been keeping busy during the pandemic and stuff. But yeah. do you still feel like is there going to be a learning curve or is it so ingrained in you guys? Do you think it'll come back pretty quick? I don't think there's going to be much of a learning curve. I hope, like, I hope at this point I still can just get up there and play in too deep and it's not, it's only two chords. So, I mean, if I can't remember how to play it, I mean, I'm in trouble. But no, I think, uh, I think we'll fall back into it. I mean, we've got two days of rehearsal before we start back up again. I think that should be enough to run you know still waiting in hell song and all those songs again yeah i'm sure it'll all come together well man for sure it's an interesting one as well sometimes when i talk to bands and they're talking about festivals specifically it's funny how they almost kind of hone a set list to a particular event in a lot of ways do you find you have like your regular club set your arena set or whatever and then do you do you have a particular way you like a festival set to flow does it change for you any times i think the difference with a festival set and um say like a set that you would play like a, your own show somewhere. Um, I think it's really, you want to play songs, at least we do. We, we try to play the songs that we think everybody's going to know. We don't really go into too many deep album tracks or, you know, stuff that's just really for us or for hardcore fans at a festival. Yeah, you want to get those sing-alongs going. That's the vibes with the summer summer sun shining yeah. everywhere. You want to get those sing-alongs going, right? That makes sense, I mean, sense, the man. thing that I realized about 
why we do what we do, or at least what uh, uh, the band. I mean, we're all I, I could kind of speak for the band because I think we all feel the same way is that we do this because it's not just for us. We like to see the joy and happiness in the audience. Like you want to see people having a good time. I think that's what drives you is, is seeing people's faces like, oh yeah, fuck, I love this song. Um, I, if it's the worst, if you play a song and nobody knows it and you see people like looking at their phone and stuff like that, like I don't see any enjoyment out of that. Yeah, it makes sense, uh, particularly, you know, with those kind of crowd memories, what must be lovely, like we keep saying, you know, being able to come back to the UK because I mean, I've seen you guys over here several times live and everything, but it's fun seeing those progression and those big moments for you, particularly when it comes to festival sets and stuff, because you, like the UK arguably was one of the first places you guys really broke through in a lot of ways. Like it, it oh, really yeah. feels like there's been a lot of special moments for you over here specifically. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Um, it did feel like it was one of it when it took off, things really took off there before a lot of places and it took off in a big way. And we were playing really big shows there before other places. I remember when we would come over, we would play huge places in the UK and then go into France and into Germany and be playing to like small clubs all of a sudden. <laughs> Man, it's funny how it just suddenly took off. Do you have any gigs that kind of stick in the mind in the UK specifically? Are there any kind of moments that, that really stand out in terms of the live sets you've done? Yeah, I mean, there's a lot, but um, I mean, there, there is a list, but I mean, there certain things like the firsts are always big, you know, like the first time we did Reading and Leeds Festival. I remember that being, because it was such a huge crowd. You know, it was the first time we played in front of that many people. Um, the first time we played at Brixton, um, that was really cool because it was such a legendary place that we'd heard of. Um, but then there's like some stuff that wasn't like necessarily the biggest thing, but I remember we had to play on, we had to do Top of the Pops, and we also had a show in Manchester and the timing to get there to the show, we couldn't drive. So we we, pl we played on top of the pops. We got on these, like, they were called limo bikes. I guess you guys have them over there. I don't know if it's a very common thing, but we'd never heard of them. And we each got on the back of, like, a motorcycle. And they, you know, we went through all the traffic because it was rush hour to get to, to the airport. And they got us to the airport. And then we got on a helicopter. And we took the helicopter and landed out front of the show 20 minutes before showtime. We ran off the helicopter, got our guitars and everything, and just ran on stage. Man, that is proper rock star shit right there. That's some real rock star behavior. That's really, really cool, man. Amazing journey, that one. Um, in terms of life plans as well, a couple more things I do want to mention because I know you're heading out on the Blame Canada Tour with Simple Plan and uh revisiting or kill no filler within that as well so the yeah. question i have to ask that what are the songs on that album that you are most thinking oh yeah that's the one i need to relearn that's the one i need to look up obviously you've played the hits for years and obviously there's been album tracks now there must be a couple that you've not dusted off in a minute right oh yeah i mean we, we really only play about three or four of those songs so you know there's pretty much everything else <laughs> i gotta figure out there's a good like you know, seven songs there I have not listened to since we recorded them, really. So, man, um, yeah, like a song, um, Crazy Amanda Bunkface, um, or Nothing on My Back. Uh, I don't know how to play those anymore. I'm sure it'll come back very quickly. They're pretty, pretty simple songs. <laughs> I'm sure they're pretty and great. And the crowd will help you out with those ones. They absolutely know what's going on with that. Um, and like I said, that's part of the Simple Plan Tour. I do want to mention, of course, you hopped on their track recently, which is really cool. Yes. We chat with those guys. They were, of course, delighted to, to finally be able to collaborate in this way. What was that working experience like for you, man? It seems like a, a real pleasure to, to get to do that one together. It was cool. Yeah. I mean, number one, you know, when they asked me about it, um, I was 
I wanted to hear the song just to make sure it was something I could sing and like the the register was in my you know I could actually get those notes because you know we're in different registers a lot of times so I heard the song and the first thing I thought was wow it's a great song um it was a little lower for me like that's what I was worried about um so we kind of just you know, Pierre said, well, just change some of the, the melodies and you could sing it the kind of the way you would normally sing it. So I just kind of put the track up and just hit record. I didn't know what I was going to sing. I knew I had the words that I could read, but I just started singing whatever melody kind of came out and it just seemed to work. I, I wasn't sure if they were going to like it, but I sent it to them and they thought, yeah, this is great. This is cool. Before I let you go, Derek, I, I do want to mention, you know, the news kind of came out the other day double album next this yeah. is very very cool very very exciting news man and uh, uh i want to start with the kind of basic musical ideas there because it's quite nice that you've, you've said it's sort of split in two in terms of like some kind of pop punk stuff and then the yeah. metal stuff which you guys have always dipped your toes into uh, you know through the years that's got to be really exciting to be able to kind of flex different creative muscles like that right tell me about the approach to, to the two sides in that way yeah well it was it's a accidental double album um, wasn't I wasn't trying to write even a single album. When I started writing music, I was writing music for other reasons. I didn't even think I was writing for Sum 41. I was asked by some other artists and some other record companies if I could work on some songs for their artists and they're doing some pop punk stuff. And at the same time, it was also the 20 year anniversary of All Killer and Universal was asking me if I could include some other sort of pop punk tracks on like a deluxe version of All Killer. So I started writing music. And when I had about seven songs, I realized that I really liked them. And I was like, I'm not giving these away to anybody. I want to keep these. I like these. And I was also at the same time working on some of the heavier stuff. And there was some stuff that I hadn't finished from our last record, Order and Decline, that I kind of started working on again. And all of a sudden, I had all these songs. And I didn't know what to do with them. So I put it all on a disc. And I drove around. And I just started listening to it. And I thought, what am I going to do with all this stuff? And when I got through it all, I thought, well, this sounds like two separate bands, but I like all of it. I thought, what if this was the album? It's two different albums. I'm like, did I accidentally just kind of write a double album? I'm like, I think I did. So <laughs> I, you know, obviously it wasn't my decision solely. I, I sent the music out to the guys. They started putting their tracks on it. We started sending stuff back and forth. And then over time, we all just kind of came to the same conclusion. Like we should put all of this out together. That's a really nice way of doing it to kind of fit naturally like that. And I'd imagine as well, once you kind of settled on that concept, the idea like, yeah, we're doing the double record. I mean, that's got to feel like a little bit of a bucket list really for any band, isn't it? I mean, it's it's always something that people want to achieve or attempt at some point, right? So many great examples in the past. It's got to be a pretty good feeling to finally put your stamp on it. I think so, but I think it'll be, I mean, it's not out yet. And it, it may be one of those things that everyone says, why the hell did you do that? So maybe it won't be <laughs> such a... A great idea once everyone hears it. I have no idea. I know we like it and we think it makes sense. Um, we liked the idea because I didn't love the idea of doing a double album in the sense of, oh my God, I got 20 songs. They're just all so good. You know, it's, they're not, it wasn't like that. These were like specific, two separate things. And I think that was what made it exciting. Not just like, oh, we have all these great songs that we think are so good. You know, it, it's just two, there are like two different bands, but for some reason, it sounds like Sum 41. Really, really nice to speak to you. Like I say, looking forward to seeing you over here for Slam Dunk in only a few weeks now. It's very, very exciting, but take care of yourself till then, all right? Awesome, thank you very much. Good to see you, Derek, everybody. Yeah.